Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Anonymous Show 157. Tonight we'll be talking about autism. What is that all about? April is uh, National Autism Awareness Month, and we'll be talking about things like symptoms, uh, terminology, and yes, I will be uh, talking a little bit about the controversy involving immunizations and autism. Is there a link? We'll talk about that and a lot more coming up on the Dr. Anonymous show starting right now. you the best that medicine and social media have to offer this is the dr anonymous show live on blog talk radio on a thursday night yes i've been out for a couple of weeks now it's uh, it is great to be back um, i have of course your favorite physician host my name is mike but my friends like all of you out there in internet land you call me, and you can always find me at dranonymous.com. That brings you to the most current show schedule, uh, some blog posts, and some TV interviews of me on local TV news here. Very proud of those, and encourage you to check that out. You can also go to dranonymous.net. And uh, shout out to all my uh, Facebook friends uh, over there. We almost have 200 Facebook fans over on the uh, uh, fan site there, so uh, very proud of that. Um, thank you, everybody, for friending up the show here. Very um, appreciative of that. Um, I have been slacking. Uh, I usually put some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show here. I'm going to have to try to do that coming up this weekend to catch up uh, there a little bit. Now, you can also go to dranonymous.org. That brings you right to my iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show um, and leave a over there. I very much um, appreciate that. You can also listen in real time on your iPhone or BlackBerry and possibly soon the iPad. <laughs> uh, just direct your mobile browser on your device to uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Anonymous, and you can listen in real time to this show. Today is th- April 8th, 2010. It is 9 p.m. Um, Eastern Time. And uh, I forgot to look this up here before the show, but uh, at broadcast time here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters, it is 45 Fahrenheit. Um, it is windy out there, and uh, so it feels like 38. And uh, it is uh, <laughs> getting colder out there. Uh, so... Um, 
for the past week or so, it has been uh, in the 80s around here, feeling like. Uh, but I think spring is slowly coming back again. Uh, so what we'll be talking about today, you can probably uh, hear in my voice that I'm a little bit more subdued here uh, this evening, uh, and it is because of our topic here. It's uh, talking about autism. It is uh, National Autism Awareness Month. Um, last week on April 2, 2010, was Worldwide uh, World Autism Awareness Day. And uh, I did a, a TV interview that uh, locally here earlier this week, and uh, we'll be talking about that in this brief show uh, here uh, tonight. I'll be talking about some symptoms. I'll be talking about some terminology uh, associated with the autism spectrum. Uh, and I'll also be tackling the controversial topic of uh, immunizations. Uh, is there a link between immunizations and autism. I'll get into that. But first, I would like to thank Talk Radio for featuring the show here again this evening. For those of you who are new to the show, listening live or on the archives, thank you for listening to the show. I have been a, a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious... Yes, uh, I am a real physician. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. Um, and if you're listening live, you can see my shining face on the webcam here this evening. Just go to the top of the chat room and click on the webcam icon, and you can see me doing the show live right before your eyes. Don't be scared. It'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, so before we uh, go to the break here, I do want to give a big shout out to everybody uh, in my chat room here. And if uh, if you are waiting to get in the chat room, I know Blog Talk Radio sometimes uh, uh, makes it difficult for you to get here live in the chat room. Be patient; you'll get in here um, as soon as you can. But I do want to give a shout out to people in there right now. We have Dana, we have Jayman, we have Liz, uh, we have Cat. Welcome back to the show. Kat will be hosting the show with me uh, on Saturday night here coming up, uh, and it will be a, a lot uh, uh, lighter uh, show than it is here tonight, but uh, um, I'm happy to announce hanging out with me on Saturday night show. And also T-Rave, uh, T-Rave, the video blogging maven, maniac, is uh, in the chat room here this evening. So welcome everybody uh, who's in the chat room, everybody waiting to get into the chat room. I know Blog Talk Radio sometimes uh, wait. <laughs> so uh, we'll see everybody in the chat room here very soon. Uh, so I will go to the break here in a little, uh, right now actually, uh, and we'll talk about autism right after the break. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network. You can get there by going to get better health.com and a proud member of the med network of podcast you can get there by going to promednetwork.com and we'll be right back
And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show live here on Blog Talk Radio. Just a big heads up to people in the chat room here after our brief show here this evening. We'll be having a post show um, over on my Ustream site, uh, anonymous.tv. And uh, I'll be able to catch everybody up on what I've been doing for the past uh, couple of weeks since I haven't had a show. Uh, before right now, we're going to talk about autism, um, Autism Awareness Month here in April. And uh, I invite people uh, after the show, maybe not exactly right now, but you can go to uh, dranonymous.com and you can see a, a three-minute TV interview I did at the beginning of this week. Uh, talking about autism, autism awareness. I'll be uh, sharing a little bit uh, more detail about uh, some of the things. Uh, so you to check that out. Autism spectrum disorders. They're a group of developmental disorders that cause lifelong difficulties with sourcing, communicating, and behavior. Very, very confusing um, set um, of diagnosis. Um, and the reason that they use spectrum, uh, because usually disease, and this is very confusing, but usually with a disease, you know, if you look it up on WebMD or, you know, another reputable internet site, uh, they say, hey, these are the symptoms. You know, like, the, like if you have pneumonia, you know, you usually have a cough and a fever and sometimes shortness of breath. Uh, but autism is, is very more vague than that. And they use the word spectrum. And the word spectrum, it refers to the fact that some people have a few mild symptoms and others have more severe symptoms that are disabling. And they use a lot of different terms which can be very confusing. They use autistic disorder. Um, and other uh, terminology is early infantile autism, childhood autism. And other terms that they use include Asperger's disorder or Asperger's syndrome um, or the complicated term called pervasive developmental disorder or PDD, NOS. Uh, not otherwise specified. All of these are on the autism spectrum. And the reason why there's a lot of different names is because the people who are diagnosed with this, they can have varying degrees of severity of symptoms. And that's why it's very confusing for people, especially people who don't know um, or who don't have a family member affected with one of these spectrum disorders. Now, how common is it? Uh, an increase of this since the 1970s, particularly in the 1990s and the late 1990s. And why is that? Well, we don't know why that is. There are, there are some theories behind that, and I'll get into that in a little bit. We don't know what the cause of it is. We're still trying to figure that out. There's a lot of people who uh, have theories about that. They want to blame a lot of different things. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about some of the symptoms of this. And some of them are, are 
what more classically what you would see, and some of them are more subtle. One of the key things is social interaction or, or difficulty or lack of interaction with family members and friends. This is the hallmark of autism spectrum disorder. And components of this, parts of this, have to do with, you know, nonverbal behaviors, you know, lack of eye contact, certain facial expressions, difficulty using and interpreting nonverbal behaviors like eye contact and facial expression and gestures, difficulty relating with peers, with other children, and sometimes they may not even feel an interest in developing relationships with their peers. Usually with kids, they usually they want to play with other kids. And typically, kids on the spectrum would want to stay by themselves on their own without any kind of interaction with anybody else. Another thing that is very difficult is communication. Um, a difficulty with communication. And this is obviously where parents become very concerned about that because sometimes there may be a language delay and sometimes not. But it's, it is this lack of communicating, which usually what alerts parents to say, hey, you know, what is, what is going on here? It could be a delayed or absence ability to speak um, and another thing, too, with communication is, is play. How do kids play? Taneous make-believe play or imitation is a characteristic feature of autism. Children with, with this spectrum disorder, you know, may line up an exact number of things in the same manner you know, without aware of what the toys are, what they are. So this is the type of behavior that you might see. The third hallmark of this is, is repetitive behaviors. may have prepations with things like spinning objects, shiny surfaces, lights, odors, sniffing, that type of behavior. Older children may be preoccupied with things like weather and dates and schedules and phone numbers, license plates. And you would typically see like ritualistic behaviors, doing the same thing every time. And this is just kind of a snapshot. This is kind of just of a slice of some of the behaviors that kids on the spectrum may have. When do they typically get diagnosed? What age? We, that is also very variable spectrum. Some kids get diagnosed earlier in life. Some kids get diagnosed a little bit later in life, you know, like you know, an old childhood or even adolescence. That's why it's very, very confusing to people, and not only parents, but professionals too, 
you know, even people like myself, you know, a, a physician. It's very, very, it's, it's very confusing, and it's very frustrating to try to figure out what's going on. Because there's some things to keep in mind when you're dealing with these kids. And I think that's all I want to mention about that. Now, there, there is a, uh, let's see. Yeah, and, and just, just break it down. Typical behavior, avoiding eye contact, repeating actions over and over again, having trouble adapting, transitioning, having unusual reactions to the way things smell or taste or feel. These are the things that these kids have, repeating or echoing words or phrases that are said to them. So those are the things to to really keep in mind. In these last 12 minutes of the show here, because this is a short show here tonight, um, I'm going to try to break things down as far as this immunization question. Um, And easily, a topic or a show like this can go on for two hours, getting all of the various points of view about what people think about whether immunizations cause some of this stuff or not. And it's in the popular press, and it's out there in newspapers and television shows and on the Internet. But what I'm going to do, just in the next few minutes, is try to give you some facts, try to give you what we know from a scientific standpoint. I'm going to try to remove some of the hype. I'm going to try to remove some of the... Um, emotion from some of this, but obviously it's an emotional issue. Something that we do know, in starting off this brief discussion here, is that there has been an apparent increase in the number of cases of autism. And a lot of this attention was generated when a report was released by the California Department of Developmental Services And they reported a 210% increase in the number of persons with autism between 1987 and 1988. Uh, 1998, 1987 and 1998. Now, why is that? There's a lot of discussion on why that is. I think what people can agree on is that there is increased awareness of this. There has been a change in the criteria by which the diagnosis of autism takes place. But a lot of people are looking for another reason why. And the reason that people have a lot of pointed to is immunizations. You may have heard the term thimerosal. Thimerosal is in immunizations. It is an organic compound that has been used as a preservative in immunizations since the 1930s. And how this got into the equation is in 1999, 
the federal government, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, they released a statement stating that some infants who received thimerosal-containing vaccines could, could receive doses of mercury that exceeded FDA guidelines for methyl mercury. That's kind of part of the equation of how all this stuff got started. And after that report, they, the FDA advocated for thimerosal-free immunizations. Uh, and that started the very next year. But when it comes down to mercury toxicity, what is the story behind that? That is, it's complicated. And I don't want to get into all the particulars of things like methylmercury and ethylmercury because we don't really know what the breakdown is, how the process in the system. There's been a lot of studies. A lot of the studies, some of the studies are good, some of the studies are not so good. But if you hear the hype, the hype is around mercury, how much mercury gets in the system. And the reason of that is that a lot of the symptoms of mercury poisoning are, are similar. They're similar to what some of the autism behaviors and symptoms are. And that is where the vaccine immunization opponents get, um, that's what they say. They say the increase in autism is because of mercury poisoning. Um, and I don't want to put all of these specifics because in this article that I read to prepare for the show here for tonight, they really break things down as far as this is what happens with mercury poisoning. This is how it's not um, autism behaviors. Um, and you may have heard of a study, I think, I think it came out around 1998 or 1999, huge in the press, that they said they linked the MMR vaccine, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, to autism, and that has been going on, that has been perpetuated for the past 10 years. And in the past year, that has been discredited. That study has been discredited. There has been a lot of follow-up studies on that stating that there is no link right now between immunizations and autism. And you can probably see, well, not you probably see, you've seen also in the news as well, there's been a lot of federal court cases, basically class action lawsuits brought against companies who make the vaccine. And even the federal courts have said, hey, we have not seen a link. There's no case here. Autism is not caused by immunizations. 
But still, the immunization opponents have a big voice, especially those in Hollywood who have voiced their opinion, which they can do. But I think that with the data that we have right now, that I can definitely tell people, I tell my patients, that the benefit from immunizations definitely outweigh the false science that says that immunizations cause system. And there have been complications from this. There, there are consequences to this. There have been documented increases in those diseases, um, basically stuff like mumps. That is one of the M's in MMR. There are documented increases in mumps in this country because people have, parents have, certain parents have not given their kids the immunization because of the controversy. So that is kind of in a nutshell. I can go into a lot, lot more detail as far as breaking down the studies and things, but that is the bottom line on this. And it's going to be controversial. It's still going to be controversial. I still get things about it in my office every day asking me, why do you want to give my child this immunization because it causes autism? And, you know, we do our best to try to break it down. Um, but immunizations definitely um, are feeding on the fears of people. And that is sad. And it takes... Um, um, you know, a lot of time, which I'm happy to do, to try to break it down for people. And I think finally now that that study has been discredited and there have been court cases that have ruled uh, in favor of the companies saying, hey, you know, these immunizations don't cause autism. So I think finally we're going to be seeing the immunization opponents losing some steam, but they're still going to be vocal. They're still going to be the vocal minority, which they have a right to do in this country, and I don't want to silence that. But on this case, the data is on the side of the immunizations. The benefits outweigh the false science, the false science that says that immunizations cause autism. It does not exist. It was discredited. It was debunked. Whatever wording that you want to say. And I hope, I hope we can, we can get back to the work of trying to find what the cause of autism is. I think definitely there is a genetic component that we have to find. I think that's definitely part of it. Are there other things that may cause it? Environmental causes? Um, we don't know, and it's very frustrating. 
It's very frustrating for me as a, as a physician, as a professional. It's a very frustrating for parents who are going through this. And in these last remaining moments of the show tonight, I do want to invite you to check out the Andy and Burrell live show from a year ago where they have two parents who are sharing their journey, kids on the autism spectrum. That was done in April 2009. You can listen to that over on DrAnonymous.com. I was going to get segments of that, but you, I would encourage you to listen to that show in its entirety because that definitely gives you a different point of view than what I can give you because our families who are living through it, who are going through it, how their family um, is suffering, I wouldn't say suffering, how what their journey is with autism. So that ends my show here tonight. I have about... Uh, 40 seconds here, 30 seconds here. I want to thank everybody for joining me here tonight. Short show here for, for you tonight. Um, I will be having a post um, over on uh, dranonymous.tv, and I'll put the link up on that on my Twitter account when I switch things over. I encourage you to check out the show here on Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We will have a, a lighter uh, show. A little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit lighter than this topic here tonight. Our good friend Kat will be joining me, and uh, we're going to have a good time here Saturday night. This is Dr. Anonymous signing off. Go to dranonymous.com, dranonymous.net, dranonymous.org, and we'll check everybody out on Saturday night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>